listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome, welcome to This Week in Pharmacy. I am your host, founder of the Pharmacy Podcast Network, Todd Yuri, RX Podfather here. Excited about today's show. I have a lot to cram through. It's actually going to be a short show. So I am going to be jumping right in. I hope everyone has been doing well. Hope your Thanksgiving went well and that it was peaceful. You got some time off. I know our pharmacists in our chain pharmacies are still under a lot of stress and pressure. The pharmacy technicians that support you are. Please know that we think about you all the time. If there's anything we can do in connecting you with the next generation pharmacy leaders, including Shane Jeraminski, who's uh, who's leading the formation of a pharmacy union for Chain Pharmacy. Please reach out to us. We'd like to get you connected. Let's talk about Instagram. Are you following us on Instagram? And are you following other pharmacists and pharmacy professionals on Instagram? This is quickly growing to being uh, becoming our favorite platform and our partnerships with AMC Media Group, as well as Novo Nordisk and Moderna and uh, technology companies, as well as featuring organizations that we believe in. I'm not sure if you've heard of the Pharmacy Cruise. It's going to be happening in July. It's going to be a cruise put together by uh, the doctor of comedy, Mari Shaw, as well as... Um, uh, Shane Jeraminski, and also supporting uh, people that are that are um, the founders of Pizza Is Not Working, uh, Dr. Bled Tanoe. And uh, the pharmacist is going to be there. Dan Schneider is going to be there, which is exciting. He was the pharmacist from the Netflix special. So if you can come to that event in July, July 22nd, please come together as a professional. It'll be fun to just hang out with each other. Hey, I want to give a shout out to our awards uh, program, which is called the Pharmacy 50. If you're listening right now and you're driving, don't worry. It's easy to remember. Um, go to pharmacy50.us. That's pharmacy50.us and vote for someone in the pharmacy profession that is innovating pharmacy care that you believe in. This is the 50 most influential. This is our third annual awards program celebrating our profession and supporting our profession once again, we have a lot to get through. Let's talk about PodFest 2025. Uh, I'm sorry, 2024 PodFest uh, Expo in January 25th through 28th. Um, Pharmacy Podcast Network will be there. And I have been asked to be a keynote speaker, um, gathering together a bunch of uh, healthcare providers who are also podcasters. And uh, pharmacy will be represented there. And we are going to do everything we can to amplify healthcare. It's going to be the, called the Healthcare Amplified Summit 2024, elevating your voice in healthcare media. This is important. I want pharmacists to be there. I want you to reach out to me if you want to be part of the Pharmacy Podcast Entourage as we descend on Orlando and come together at Healthcare Amplified and come be part of this. I would love to, um, to, to be there with you. Hey, let's switch over to some serious news Let's talk about Rite Aid closing more than uh, 31 additional store locations. Um, the shakedown in pharmacy and in chain pharmacy getting hit very hard. 
with everything that's coming from our payment mechanisms that are out there, really trying to press us to become chain pharmacy, to become a commodity service. And we're fighting back, but uh, this is the outcome to organizations that are are suffering. And we give a shout out to uh, Rite Aid, Rite Aid uh, pharmacists and pharmacy technicians. Reach out to Pharmacy Podcast Network if um, if you ever need some suggestions for your next um, your next move. And if it's not back in change pharmacy, that's okay. We have ideas when it comes to specialty, community, independent community, hospital system. Reach out to us. Did you hear Nova Nordis finds compounded Wagovi up to 33% impure um, suing some uh, Florida pharmacies? This is very unfortunate that this news just came out on uh, Reuters um, on uh, December 1st. Um, and it's just a, a heads up of how important pharmacists are to protecting their public when a lot of questions may cam- come in on this since Wachovia is, is such a popular uh, medication that's been used now um, for uh, instances of, of weight loss. And um, and just heads up, if, if, if the news is out there, if things are happening and big news, that's why I always think pharmacists and even technicians, go check, go to Google. Go to Google and put in the word pharmacy once in a while and just understand what's actually happening out there that the public's running into. And I think a lot of those questions should be brought back to pharmacists, helping them to really understand and to consult with uh, their their local pharmacist or specialty or long-term care. We're so excited about 2024. We have some special initiatives happening in long-term care pharmacy. If you're a consultant pharmacist, you're going to want to be part of this uh, we're partnering with Senior Care Movement, which is a movement that is is shaping uh, long-term care nursing homes, uh, assisted living nursing homes, the care that they get, actually extending those services out to home care uh, organizations as well. And pharmacists have got to be in the middle of this. Pharmacists are the hub of healthcare. So uh, we want to talk to more long-term care and consultant pharmacists about this so reach out to me. Uh, you can always find me at publisher at pharmacypodcast.com. Once again, that's publisher at pharmacypodcast.com. So before our feature, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor. And um, I want you guys to have a great weekend. This episode is sponsored by Independent Pharmacy Cooperative, widely known as IPC. Established in 1983, IPC is the nation's largest group purchasing organization owned by Independent Pharmacy. With a mission of maximizing the success of community pharmacists, IPC works to provide members with access to effective programs and services designed to enhance profitability for independent pharmacy. Read more about our mission by checking out our website at IPCRX.com. That's IPCRX.com. Hey there, and on This Week in Pharmacy, let's talk about something that you've probably heard of back in the day when the phrase medical tourism was being kicked around. What does that mean? Well, Rising costs in the United States healthcare system are causing a lot of people to get as creative as possible. We know this very well, especially in our roots in specialty pharmacy with the rising cost of medications, people going to Canada, Mexico to receive medications that are less expensive being things are spiraling out of control based on the run amok. 
PBMs. And But you might not have heard of the term travel for treatment, which to me sounds a lot more high quality than just something called medical tourism. You say medical tourism to me and it's like, oh, we're just going for a, a va- if I'm touring, I want to be on vacation. I want to necessarily be getting medical treatment. However, there are champions that are leading this initiative, a uh, unicorn out there called Nash Cares. You can find more information about them at nashcares.com. That's N-A-S-H cares, C-A-R-E-S.com. I met the gentleman who's helping to run this organization back in my specialty pharmacy days when I was in technology with a company called Keycentrics, Mr. Mike Agostino. I am so thrilled to have you here, Mike, and be able to connect with you. Uh, Welcome to This Week in Pharmacy. Hey, Todd, great to see you. So proud of what you're doing. Thanks for letting us be on your show. You're very welcome. You have a colleague with you today. His name is Joe Platten, part of your team as well. Joe, welcome to This Week in Pharmacy. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. All right, Mike, I preset our relationship. I met you probably 2010-ish. It was one of the few times that I went to an organization back in the day. It was Amber Pharmacy. It was one of the few few places I went to work that I ended up crying on the floor because of the story that your pharmacy technicians were telling me about the relationship that they had with their patients. And I walked away from the cubicle because I'm like, I'm not taking this anymore. I can't believe how thought felt and how much care was actually in Amber Pharmacy at the time. It kind of really drew me in and and it made me think, so where can this go? And at the time, you guys were building libraries of treatment specific to the drug and you were able to react quicker to a patient's needs based on the coaching that you were giving to some of your techs. It blew me away. But you've always been patient first, and the initiative and the mission that you're building at Nash Care is right up your alley. So I want to turn things over to you for our listeners and tell a little bit about your story and how you arrived at Nash Care. Well, first of all, you're blowing me away. I, I forgot about that, Todd, and, and that brings me back to a really special place because back then it was really about focusing on being subject matter experts in really complex conditions and and just really being there for the patient and doing our best just to eliminate any barrier possible. And just the last thing we always felt like a patient should worry about is just getting their medication. I mean, at the end of the day, that was it. And so for you to remember that is very special to me. So thank you. So, yeah. So, so here we are at Nash. Uh, I am the CEO of Nash um, network of advanced specialty healthcare. And, And Todd, this is my 32nd year in healthcare. And I've always felt like I've been in a position uh, delivering healthcare more on that positive disruption side. And, you know, my recent um, touch points within healthcare was I built and ran a a pharmacy benefit manager for a regional grocery store chain here uh, uh, in Omaha. And I realized when I finished that up that um, I was just thinking about what more can be done within healthcare and, you know, just listening to the marketplace and, more specifically, just listening to the folks who are actually paying the bills. And whether that be the patient, whether that be a, a third-party administrator, or, or frankly, whether it be an employer group that was you know, self-insured uh, on the hook for delivering quality health care or allowing access to quality health care to their employees. And, but I, I just listened and heard a constant theme. And the theme is this. We've got great healthcare in the United States, but it's just so darn expensive. That's just it. 
in a nutshell. And so I was introduced to Nash uh, mid-2022, where Nash was just, just thinking about coming out of a dormant mode because Nash, and I'll tell a little bit more about our, our, our value proposition, but it had gone uh, quiet due to the pandemic. And uh, I came on board as a CEO to revitalize and bring the company back to life, essentially. And to focus on hiring and bringing on board just a quality staff that, that shared the same mindset that, that I have, which is it's time to start allowing access, again, to, to great healthcare at a much, much lower price. And, and that's just where we started. So maybe now I'll just tell you a little bit about Nash. Nash started and really started doing business in 2017, Todd. And, and the, the premise was this is that we started doing orthopedic surgeries, uh, knee and hip replacements specifically, uh, in a hospital in Northern Cancun. Why Northern Cancun? Well, in Mexico, there are seven hospitals that actually hold a form of JCO accreditation called JCI, Joint Commission International. And these hospitals have, and, and their right, right approach, a higher level of care and outcomes hence the accreditation. Well, we felt like having a, access to a hospital that had JCI accreditation, we could maybe take it a step further. And here's what we did, and we still do it today. We actually have our own orthopedic surgeons. We have our own surgical team here in the United States. Our hospital partner in Northern Cancun called Galenia, gorgeous hospital, by the way, we are the only American company that has a surgical collaborative agreement Basically, it means this, is that we can we fly down our own surgical team, conduct the surgeries, do the knees and hip replacements in a JCI accredited hospital. And by the way, the surgeries are overseen by U.S.-based protocols. And so if you think about this right away, the premise is that you've got physician oversight and a properly accredited facility um, utilizing U.S.-based protocols for a fraction of the cost. So before the pandemic hit, a new knee or hip would cost uh, somebody, uh, typically a, a, uh, an employer group, a self-insured employer group or a fully insured entity, in the range of about fifty dollars to $55,000, where we could provide all-in uh, surgical team, um, OR usage, anesthesiologists, hotel stay, even physical therapy post, airfare, meals, for just over $19,000. And so the savings were quite considerable. So that's where we started. And we've always taken that foundational approach of, of number one, patient-physician relationship with appropriate oversight, with the right credentials to emerge as the leader and holder of what we feel is going to be a brand new industry. We are not a medical tourism company. As a matter of fact, we're the opposite of that. Medical tourism has some pretty bad press around that because of, you know, unfortunately, um, driving across the border and finding the lowest price physician or pharmacy online and, and bad things do happen, unfortunately. At least this is what we hear. Well, ours is just the opposite. And going down the path of holding on to a new industry, we call it travel for treatment. And it is just that. It's having the proper oversight, making sure that patient outcomes are successful and positive, 
as well as having positive financial outcomes. That's us. That's Nash. And so now we've taken Nash to a whole new level. And we're proud. We're just so proud to talk about this. And we're completely excited. We just brought on our 15th employee. And mind you, we just got Nash refired up January of 2023. I mean, we've done so much in so little time. But basically, what we offer now is this. We have uh, our orthopedic program, which we will always have, uh, which is exactly what I just explained in our Cancun facility. We now have another hospital, which is almost finished with their JCI accreditation. They will be the eighth hospital in Mexico to have it in Monterrey, Mexico, which is in the northeast corner of Mexico, about 50 minute uh, flight from Houston. Stunning hospital. You would think this was a five star hotel. No, it's a hospital. It's gorgeous. And it's in a portion of Monterey called San Pedro, which is probably one of the most prettiest towns you'll ever see. Safest towns, too, by the way. So we hold our orthopedic program there. We also have in both hospitals our specialty pharmacy program, which we'll talk about in a minute, where uh, we, are, uh, we have a program called personal importation. So personal importation allows for the patient to come back into the United States with up to a 90-day supply with all the proper documentation. And when we dispense a medication, Todd, it is uh, the same medications that are found here in the United States, same manufacturers. Heck, it's sometimes even the same boxes. We don't dispense medications that are only found in that um, country. We do not dispense narcotics. We don't dispense over-the-counter items. Again, we are talking about specialty medications, Todd, like you and I have grown up in the industry, specialty medications. And Joe's going to share some numbers here momentarily when I stop giving the overview, but the savings are profound, absolutely profound. Even in most cases, when we're working with pharmacy benefit managers who like to take into account the rebate draw that's pulled in with these drugs, we're still surpassing the savings that the rebates can even come close to. So there's more. In our Monterey location, we're also offering bariatric services for the morbidly obese we also offer plastic surgery. We call it plastics, but plastic surgery, which is actually tied into bariatrics. Uh, when you have rapid weight loss, you have loose skin, and, and that could be a psychological issue of dealing with that. Well, plastics can actually take care of that, no problem. And we're also about to launch in the beginning of 24 more programs, our executive health program, our fertility program, as well as our growth hormone program. We have a lot more going on. And the only reason why we're doing this is because it's elevated care overseen by practitioners and physicians with positive patient outcomes and saving money at the end of the day. That's it. Lastly, we're also very excited. We just launched it this quarter of, um, of this year, our specialty pharmacy distribution model out of Toronto, Canada. We said, well, why do you want to go to Toronto, Mike? Well, there's a lot of positive reasons why. Uh, there's pricing parity in Toronto, excuse me, there's pricing parity in Canada as there is in Mexico. So the savings is, are in fact phenomenal. Number two is that Canada has a different approach uh, specific to the eyes of our government uh, viewed as a tier one country when it comes to healthcare relative to the United States. We at NASH have figured out a way where we can safely ship medications directly to patients without breaking the law. And so we are very excited about that. So considering access and considering the, just the overall cost of care, we're talking about some significant savings. So everything that we have going on right now is offering a positive disruptor to healthcare where employer groups, 
especially on the self-insured side, um, are seeing some significant savings because the one theme that we're hearing over and over again with all the services that I just shared with you is that specialty pharmacy remains top of mind. It remains the biggest concern today from a run rate. It also uh, remains um, an even bigger concern as we're talking to groups out there when they're talking to their brokers, their TPAs, their consultants, specific to the gene therapy side, that's becoming a massive uh, opportunity to think about how are we going to control costs around there, but still allow access to care. So especially pharmacy remains a buzzword definitely amongst those that are paying the bill. So we're excited to, to really get Nash more and more engaged and involved here within our U.S. market. And so far, I am proud to say that the reaction has been just overwhelmingly positive simply because of the model that we created. That's exciting. Um, I want to hear from Joe just from a comparative cost comparative um, numbers that that you were prepared to share. So, um, Joe, um, share with us uh, more about Nashville. Yeah, absolutely. And like Mike said, I mean, the, the savings are just remarkable. I mean, it's something that when I came on, um, you know, I'm a numbers guy, so the numbers speak to me and just looking at the savings that we can offer and the prices country to country is just, it's remarkable. So, um, you know, in general, intuitively, this makes sense, but the higher the cost of the drug in the U.S., the higher the amount of savings that we offer. Um, but generally, it's anywhere from that 40 to 50% mark of the uh, of the U.S. cost is what we can save. Um, that varies, you know, it, it can be lower than that. Is I've seen things as high as 70%. So it just varies all over the board, but it's 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 significant savings. Um, and you know, that's after um, that's after we take care of all uh, the relative relevant components of that. So we do upfront. Uh, bundled billing. So you pay us just one single bill and we take care of everything on the back end. We'll book your hotel, we'll book your flights. We make sure that dispensing fees and delivery, everything's taken care of. Um, we make sure that you've got all the proper paperwork when you're coming back. All the uh, that quality of care that Mike talked about is uh, we're not sacrificing that anywhere. So we do offer significant savings, obviously, and that's such a, a huge draw, but we're not certainly not willing to uh, to uh, compromise on any of that quality of care uh, aspect. So, Mike, back to specialty pharmacy. Um, I think of telehealth abilities, technology to follow up with somebody who's on a complex therapy. Where is that coming from? Is it coming from Nash Cares? Is it a call center or something that you have pharmacists on staff who can follow up with patients just like you did back in? amber days in order to kind of track treatment yeah so we take a lot of time and effort to vet out the right partners uh todd we have uh we have two physicians on staff of which both physicians under different um, governors have been former state medical directors for our lovely state of nebraska um, incredibly qualified and very smart in their skill set when it comes to practicing medicine but what we do todd is we this is why we're different or we feel that we're different and why we hear we're different is because we do capitalize on physician patient relationships, especially the physicians that are treating the patients that we um, um, service. And so we rely on our practitioners, uh, number one, to be always in good standing, licensed and accredited to make sure that they are having the right interactions with patients. We do not intervene with 
are physicians in Canada or in Mexico when it comes to their practice, because that's what they are licensed and trained to do. They are licensed and trained to speak and treat uh, the patients. And so in Mexico, it's a personal importation. So we have employer groups that are flying down their employees to either our Cancun or Monterey location, visiting with our physician. And in Cancun, in some most cases, actually, patients do stay overnight as an incentive to utilize the program because they're saving their employer groups so much money. We have um, four existing uh, relationships with beachfront hotels and the patients get to, you know, dip their toes in the sand and get to come home with a 90-day supply of their medication. Um, in Monterey, uh, just because of proximity, they can actually fly in that morning and leave that afternoon because it's so close to the United States. It just depends on what works best. And in Canada, we actually, when, when the patient is visiting us for the first time, we arrange for the patient to actually get to Canadian soil. We have physicians that are waiting to be scheduled that are literally 15 minutes outside of the airport. They will visit with patient. And once that patient-physician relationship has been established, then it could become a telemedicine opportunity. We don't we don't do what some others are doing, which is to have the telemedicine experience of patient in U.S. soil and some other country. Um, we don't see that as appropriate. And the reason why we say that is because we have to remind ourselves, these are specialized conditions. These are not just rashes. These are not just, you know, ailments that we're treating. These are complex conditions. And we have to, re we have to remember that that patient-physician relationship is absolutely critical. A couple other things to tie into here. We also rely on highly qualified specialty pharmacies that we contract with in Toronto and as well as Monterey and Cancun. And the great part here is, and we do get asked and we should get asked, Mike, can you validate and verify the pedigree of the medication? The quick answer is yes. We're able to track and trace every single medication that we procured to know exactly where it started, where it ended so that we can convey a level of safety to our patients that these medications have always been safely handled and stored and that there won't be a pedigree issue. And we feel that's paramount. And we feel that's frankly a differentiator when it comes to conveying the level of safety uh, to our patients and those actually paying the bill. So at the end of the day, that's what we focus in on, Todd. That's the, we feel the right thing to do. We feel like that's why we're different. I understand the benefit from the patient's perspective, especially if you're finding good people uh, to to work with and to trust. My uh, my question, and what as I, as you're talking, I'm I'm thinking the attraction of of care providers, of of physicians, of of pharmacists that want to be part of this. There are physicians now who publicly speak out. I've seen Twitter, LinkedIn. Um, I've seen them writing op eds in in very well. Uh, to know magazines, including like Forbes Health, where physicians are calling out the system and saying how broken it is. It's keeping them from doing what they went to school for in the first place, to serve people, to help people, and to really enjoy practicing medicine. The joy has been sucked out of it based on um, some of the um, the misalignments um, of, of the United States uh, healthcare system in general and how it's working and how those the money is being sucked up in the form of profits instead of care. So talk to me about providers uh, being interested in working with, with Nash Care. 
Well, I, that's a great question, Todd. And, and I'll start on the clinical side. So treating physicians that are stateside uh, who are engaged with the patients that we work with, one of the things that we take a lot of pride in is making sure that NASH is really part of the patient's continuity of care. So we don't want to be an outlier. We just don't want to be that vendor who jumps in for the quick fill, if you would, to make a buck. I mean, we are truly engaged with the patient so much so that we are gathering all the patient's uh, clinical information, putting it into our electronic health record platform, making sure that we have a true patient profile, number one. Number two, that gives access to our treating physicians, all the proper information on how to treat the patient. And then number three is any and all uh, outcomes post-treatment of patient, we actually share with the patient's treating physician stateside. So therefore, we, uh, we're not presenting a gap. We are not presenting to a practitioner, a payer, a PBM, that my gosh, a prescription was filled and I didn't know about it. Shame on us if you didn't know about it. You're gonna know about it. So that this is this is part of the ecosystem and this is part of the responsibility we feel that we need to uphold and not just be the you know one and done sort of the perception of this web-based international program. That's the opposite of us. And I would say on the interest side, yeah, it's it's um, so so we just had a recent addition to our staff, uh, Tawny. Uh, she's a registered nurse who comes from the uh, University of Nebraska Medical Center. Uh, she was in her, I believe, 15th year uh, uh, in, in that capacity. But, you know, when she learned about our model, she, she fell right into the same mindset as we all hold, which is, my gosh, this is something totally different. But yet on the receiving end, not only is the satisfaction curve high here when it comes to patient outcomes and satisfaction, but you're, you're keeping a lot of CFOs and a lot of the ones writing the checks really, really happy in terms of savings. And it becomes a win-win situation. So, yeah, I'm having more and more folks highly interested in coming to work for us, which in due time we would welcome. Joe, what are some of the obstacles that you think the scalability of, of such a model um, presents uh, the status quo? Because I can imagine that there are organizations out there that are starting to pick up on uh, this model and, and probably not appreciate it because it's going to be disruptive. So what are some of the obstacles that, that you're attempting to get around from a from a financial and numbers perspective? Yeah, absolutely. And there's there's a few out there. There's certainly some uh, some players that uh, don't want to see us succeed too much. But, um, you know, I, I mean, media and press is, is kind of one of the big, big things out there. And this is why we differentiate ourselves from, you know, from what we consider medical tourism to be completely different. If you want to find a cheaper solution out there that that does what we do, well, they don't, they don't do what we do, but they, they claim to do what we do. You can find that. But uh, but you're certainly not going to get you know the level of care that we offer and the patient experience and all that. So some of these online pharmacies or you know other options of uh, you know just getting yourself across the border or something. Um, that's certainly something you could do. It's not something we we would recommend, and that's that's why a lot of the bad press is out there. Um, so that's quoted, and you know there, there's there's a lot of uh, just kind of barriers in the industry. Um, you know the industry is is just fraught with complication, which just creates. Uh, incentives um, 
you know, to, to take advantage of, uh, of things all over the board. So, um, you know, there's that. And then there's, there's just, um, kind of just uh, an adherence to change from, from a lot of, uh, mm -hmm. a lot of these organizations, people. So, um, you know, there, there's, there's a few things to, to, uh, overcome with all that. But, um, at the end of the day, when, once you kind of step in, take a look and see what the difference is and what's, uh, what's possible, um, benefits wise from changes, it's, uh, it gets people on board pretty quick. There might be listeners right now who, who might not know you, uh, Mike, um, like I do, and your relationship with the National Association of Specialty Pharmacies and your leadership with other um, professional associations who know, do know the quality, anything that you're a part of. Um, I think you take, you take it personally and your reputation means something to you. So when I got your phone call, I, I was on a trip. I might have been uh, uh, Assembia. I think it might have been when I got the phone call. Um, and I heard that you were doing this. It, it really made me curious as to what it was and 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 what you intended it to grow into. Um, and it sounds like it's it's already rolling out to be uh, quite a success in making a difference, a huge impact in the lives of people who are deathly afraid of what's going to happen to their finances based mm -hmm. on a serious uh, condition that they have to have surgery and then, of course, follow up. Um, uh, of what that means for their personal life and, like I said, their finances. So share with our uh, listeners, um, what does this teach our U.S. healthcare system? Um, what does this present to them uh, showing that healthcare doesn't have to be a, uh, a bankruptcy for, for families that need specialty, um, specialty care? Yeah, Todd, it's a great, great point. I mean, the reality is starting at the highest level um, of, of payer is, I, I, I always start at the employer group level. That's typically where the benefit is found. And this is outside of Medicare being the largest health plan in the United States. But at the employer group level, the reality is, Todd, um, the premium expenditure for healthcare is, is getting very close to what is typically the highest line item expense on any PNL, and that's the payroll line item. And when we get to the point where now we have offset so many dollars down to the beneficiary level to try to save or contain uh, the expenditure on the employer group side, you, you, th that's hit the wall. And so now things, you have no choice, things have to change. The scary part out there right now is I have employer groups that I'm talking to are actually just, they're just, blocking specialty pharmacy or they're completely eliminating a particular category and that's another barrier to healthcare that is starting to happen now only because of cost that's it so i think at the end of the day what has to happen is we need to think really good and hard as to how we're handling drug costs here in the united states the reality is um the pricing parity that we have on either bordering country is literally half it just is um, I, I hope that our pharmaceutical manufacturer friends can start thinking about a way in which we can start putting our arms around this. Um, maybe it's because our country is funding uh, the price of drugs. Maybe that's wrong to say. I don't know. But I can tell you right now in my time with Nash, it sort of feels that way. How else is this able to work if I've got the same exact drug available in either country for half the cost? We often ask, well, how is that? So 
I think there's a lot of things that need to change. I, change doesn't happen overnight here in our country, um, but we're gonna we're we are here because of the fact that affordability is in fact the issue, and we're gonna keep going forward as long as we keep being asked for to render services. There's no reason why we should go away. All right, I want you to give our listeners um, the best way to reach out and to learn more from you, as well as people sharing this podcast and this interview with employers that they know. And I'm wondering who is the prime employer group that you're looking for? Is there a, a number of employees? Is there this sweet spot that um, that Nash Care works for better than others? Like share that with our listeners. Yeah, what's interesting, Todd, in the last 10 years, fully insured versus self-insured has pivoted and it's flipped. Where 10 years ago, I, I'm, I'm gonna get close here, but you had 70% of the population that fell in the fully insured versus 30% so, um, um, uh, self-insured. Well, that's flipped. Uh, self-insured is, is massive now. And there's, there's incentives to uh, promote that uh, stride right now. So we feel like that is our absolute sweet spot. Absolutely. And it's typically that employer group who is in charge of more of the, I would call the, I call them healthcare levers. You know, what can they decide uh, who's a provider, who's not a provider? The great thing about our model is we literally can slide into a benefit design because we don't replace, we, we're an add-on and we're an option. We're, we would never consult with an employer group that we are mandatory. Allow us to be just an option. So typically uh, that self-insured employer group, I've seen some as small as 75 employees, but typically it's that 250 and above size uh, self-insured group because all it takes for them is to experience one high cost claim in specialty pharmacy. We find ourselves pricing out that one high cost claim and that one high cost claim for an employer group that has those 250 to 300 employees could actually make a difference in their bottom line for their fiscal year outcome, just that one claim. And so when we present that opportunity, it tends to be the aha moment to that group. And, it, and if ever anybody wants us to analyze and to help them figure out where the opportunities are, it's pretty easy. Nashcares.com, just go on our inquiry, just fill it out. It's five lines, hit send. We're right here in the office. We'll call you back the same day We'll start asking the questions and see what we can do to help you out. We're ready to go. That's awesome. Once again, as Mike said, it's nashcares.com. Uh, that's N-A-S-H-Cares.com. Mike, you have to promise to uh, come back and give us uh, an update on This Week in Pharmacy and let us know how things are progressing and if there's everything we can do to plug you in with some specialty pharmacists uh, that we've worked with and start digging down into some of the disease states that you're caring for and how complex some of those uh, issues are. Um, I know you know um, what's that like, what that is like um, to care for those kinds of patients. So um, very uh, proud of what you've done. Uh, thank Joe, you. thank you so much for being part of this uh, interview. But uh, Mike, this has been wonderful to talk with you again. Thanks, Todd. Congrats to you again. Absolutely. Thank you, listeners, for listening to uh, This Week in Pharmacy. We were featuring uh, Nash Cares, Mike Agostino, and Joe Platten. We thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week.